if you could do me a favor, you know, if you ain't that busy, if you could throw us down a couple blessings, you know, like one that I don't mess up being a manager. Uh, we're just three cats and never played a single snap. Here to tell you how to draft when the ship and run it back. The stats ain't tell the story, this is the story of the stats. You can stick it to your friends, what's more glorious than that? We're victorious in rap, bringing wrath to our rivals. We're here to shun the stats, laugh, and lead you all the titles. Stick to the path and follow us disciples. The only sin is math, and all you need is the Bible. It's the fantasy. Bible. It's the fantasy. Bible. It's the fantasy. Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy Bible episode 39. I'm here today, as always, with Dane, the football main. How you doing, Dane? I'm doing good, man. Uh, it's Thursday night, so we got some football to watch, Bucks and Eagles. Go Birds. I, go Birds. I do like the Bucks in this one, but I hope it's a good game. I hope it's a lot of offense. I want to see Tom Brady throw another five touchdowns. Yeah, full disclosure, Boomy Bets, uh, four and one, fully expecting to be four and two as you're listening to this because he did pick the Eagles <laughs> to cover the spread. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know if he was just like feeding off my Go Birds vibes, but yeah, uh, poor, poor move. It's a spread of seven. If it was like a spread of like 10 or 11, which I feel like it should be, I'm down, but like seven points. I, I, I don't know how the Bucks don't win by two touchdowns in this game. Yeah, I think it would be 10 if the Bucks were at home, but they're playing in Philly, so that's probably where the odds makers went there. Uh, I wish it was seven and a half, uh, but yeah, here we are. Here we are. All right, on today's episode, we're going to have a special segment, Situation Station. We're going to get into some starts and sits and DSD stashes for next week uh, and starts and sits for this week. And uh, it looks like we also have a mystery question. Also, it bears mentioning... We are live on YouTube, Sundays at 11.45 a.m., Sunday Mass. It's honestly becoming quickly my favorite thing that we do on the Fantasy Bible is the Sunday morning live show. It's the perfect way to get into the day of football. And so far, we've had uh, active participation from listenership, um, what there is. So, yeah, it's been a good time. Um, come, Come to Sunday Mass, YouTube, 11.45, uh, Fantasy Bible Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Am I missing anything, Dane? No, you nailed it. That was a nice rundown, keeping it nice and simple for the Oh, listeners. I do have one more thing. I do have one more thing. Yeah. Um, so if you go to the fantasybible.com and navigate to the scripture section, you can read uh, Dane's top 12 quarterback articles from uh, preseason, in which he had Tom Brady ranked fifth overall, uh, much to, you know, the, uh, well, what would you call it? Um um much to the chagrin the, chagrin i yeah, think chagrin of your yeah. of co-hosts everywhere um you know no one agreed with the stake <laughs> going into the season and now tom brady is the qb2 he shot even higher than uh you know what we could possibly have imagined for him so nice call by dane and you can just see it written down time stamped and everything uh, solid take I, I don't know what the rest of our articles are there so they could be yeah totally they could off, be trash but hey <laughs> Just go look at that Tom Brady take and uh, don't worry about anything else. All right. Shout out me. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to skip news. Uh, there's, you know, injury concerns to follow. Uh, Damian. It's Williams. limited day. It's the day where everyone's limited in practice. Yeah. All the running backs limited. are up. Yeah, yeah. And the other half aren't playing. So yeah. good luck. <laughs> yeah. Man. Someone in our league was talking about cutting it down to one running back. 
Um, yeah. And I don't know if he did this just to fuck with me or just to mess with me. I'll bleep that out. Um, but Lats was like, if we remove a running back, can we add kickers back? <laughs> I think he was serious, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I got a kick out of that. All right. Do we got a, a mystery question? Yeah. So this is like a situational question for players who are listening, potentially. Um, if you're a one in four team, what are you doing about it? Are you trying to make a desperate trade, like trading a stud away? Like, say you have Najee Harris. Are you trying to package him for a startable running back two and a wide receiver one or two? Or are you just hoping to ride it out and, you know, maybe get lucky a couple of weeks because you're at the point where you need to start winning or your fantasy playoff crushes uh, dreams are crushed? Yeah, I think a good strategy there is to make a, a mix of targeting stud players that are underperforming or um, they come out of nowhere players that people don't have allegiance to because they're just doing it. Like the quarter quarter Patterson is the perfect example of a player. Those people might want to target by shipping off an asset that's underperforming for them, that it was a higher drafted asset. It has a bigger name that the owner is happy to get maybe, or, you know, package it in. I'm not, you know, we're not going to do your trade negotiations for you, but he's a name that comes to mind. Um, I don't like, I don't advocate trading for, you know, Julio Jones or AJ Brown a hundred percent, but to me, like those are two good examples of players that have not performed. And if you're one in four and you need to win games, like you need to hope that there's a regression towards those players. Like uh, Stefan Diggs is probably a good example as well. You know, he was like the wide receiver too. And this trade came up in our league today, wide receiver two last year overall value has plummeted this year um, due to Josh Allen spreading the ball around a little bit more Manuel Sanders, Dawson Knox, all these guys getting a little more work and the overall, you know, offense being just not quite as explosive as it was last year, although it's, it's still dang good. So you can maybe expect some positive regression for Stefan Dix, um, some, some touchdowns to come a little more targets to come. Uh, if the coverage shifts, um, Keenan Allen is another name that comes to mind, a guy that's always performed, that's being vastly outshadowed by Mike Williams. So I would be targeting players like that, that have historically performed well, that aren't right now, because that's not what you want to do if you're building a winning team. But if you need a switch to flip in your season, that's probably the only way to do it is taking some lot of ticket picks. Nice. I like that answer. That's also what I'd try to be doing. Yeah. Keenan Allen and Stefan Diggs, both good trade targets for teams who need a boost to their lineup. I would, I would agree. Awesome. All right. So this special segment, I hope it's going to be a really fun one. Uh, it's not something I have warned Nathan about here as my co-host, uh, but it's not also relevant for fantasy football advice, mm-hmm. but it is uh, hopefully going to be fun. And it's really about if these football players, you know, were put into real life situations, uh, who would you pick in these certain situations? So Okay. Okay. So Situation Station was just a catchy name. Hopefully, it, I don't know. Hopefully, it's cool. I don't know. I think anymore. you can parlay the, you know, whatever we learn from this, like in terms of instincts or judgment into the fantasy football realm. Okay. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll just start right away. Uh, which of these players would you prefer to babysit your kids if you had them? We neither of us have kids yet, uh, potentially in the future, who knows, but let's say we have kids, right? Which of these players would you prefer to babysit them? Tim Tebow, Tyreek Hill, or Tom Brady? Um, Tim Tebow. I think Tim Tebow is a really good dude. Okay. That's probably the right answer because of, uh, you know, 
certain other things. Tom oh, okay. Brady Tyreek Hill, have three kids. Tyreek Hill is obviously a no. Um, <laughs> why though? I don't understand why. <laughs> uh, you know, there, there's just uh, you know he's shown a lack of poor judgment with children in the past. Uh, a need to instill fear in them, which again, <laughs> on the fantasy football field, that's that's what you want. But okay. no, uh, no, I would say I think that I don't know. I, I like as much as we hate on Tim Tebow, everything I've ever heard about Tim Tebow from the beat writers to the people I've met him on the street and posted about it on Reddit is that he's a through and through genuine, kind and authentic person, which it seems ridiculous based on who he is. But um, actually, can I walk my answer back? Sure. It's Tom Brady. I don't want Tim Tebow preaching to my kids. I was going to say, if Tim Tebow is your pick, you're going to come home. Your child has been baptized. He's made communion. He's a born again Christian, whether you like it or not. So that's, that's what you're looking at there. Yeah. He's halfway yeah. through the Bible. He's oh, in- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I was thinking. Like I, I, I soon, I was just thinking through like all the things that could happen while someone's alone with your kids. And then <laughs> that, that one hit and I was like, Oh yeah, I can't have them installing religion. And then like, you think about it. Yeah. What am I like? Okay. I thought too much of the protection aspect, but if I get to say my kids had a catch with Tom Brady, um, Tom Brady's instilling the goat mentality into my kids. You know, he is 44 with three kids. So he's like a dad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He he will command respect. Okay. I like the answer. I I was hoping you'd take Tim Tebow as the bait so I could, you know, psych you out of it, but you quickly realized your error and yeah. it is Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, so you're not afraid of Tom Brady potentially kissing your kid on the lips, or you think that's something he only does with his own kids? <laughs> <laughs> um, next question, please. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> which player <clears throat> would you want to go on a long road trip with? So, you know, got to be keeping in mind you're in a car, got to share music and conversation. And let's say it's like a 12 hour road trip. So like you can knock it out in a day, you get to your destination. doesn't matter what the destination is. You and that player can decide it. But the three choices are Aaron Rodgers, Cole Beasley, and Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Are you kidding me? Oh, <laughs> wait. Aaron Rodgers is a good one, though. I like how you put like, like, uh, like there's a goat in each of these categories. There's an easy no in each of these categories. Uh, who, wait, who was it? Aaron Rodgers, Gardner Minshew, and who? Cole Beasley. Okay, well, obviously it's not Cole Beasley. Yeah, <laughs> obviously it's not Cole Beasley. Um, I'm going to get COVID in that car ride. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, okay, it's tough. The thing about Gardner Minshew is he's my age. I think we could really get along. Whereas Aaron Rodgers is a bit intimidating. He's a lot older than me. Um, he's a secondary goat. He's kind of passive aggressive. It seems like he would make a quick judgment on whether he likes you or not. And mm-hmm. then if he doesn't like you, it's going to be like the whole car ride with this guy. That's just kind of mm-hmm. giving you one word answers. We're like Gardner wants to get along with everybody. So I, I, I know that, you know, Rogers has the McAfee show and he shows a little bit more of his personality there, but uh, in, in terms of like, you know, safe bets, I, I think it's a fun car ride with Gardner Minshew. Plus, like, uh, he'd be down to drive and he, I bet he drives fast. Yeah. And he's probably crushing natties while he drives too. So, you know, it's <laughs> going to be a good time. Your windows down, blasting the radio. Yeah. I think he's my pick too, just for like the fun factor. Aaron Rodgers, probably the better conversationalist if you're looking to get into anything real or deep. But yeah, Gardner Minshew seems like a fun time. And uh, next question, kind of similar to that answer of Gardner Minshew, which tight end would you want to be on your beer pong or flip cup team? George Kittle, 
Mark Andrews or Rob Gronkowski? Um, well, Mark Andrews is out. Uh, okay. Poor guy. He just had a monster game on Monday Night Football. Uh, yeah, I, I like Mark Andrews. I just don't know. And this could be my misunderstanding here, but I, like, I don't know if the diet, having diabetes will affect like how much beer you can drink. Like you might yeah, have to play it safe. That's true. I do not know that. Yeah, I don't know that at all. Early. I might be totally wrong because I think diabetes has more to do with sugar intake and has nothing to do with beer. But, um, you know, I don't want to risk, I don't want to play, you know, I don't want to risk Mark Andrews, you know, having any medical complications. Um, so George Kittle or Rob I think Gronkowski? it's Kittle. I think it's Kittle. I find Gronk's personality entertaining in small doses, but ultimately exhausting. Uh, where I think George Kittle is, uh, you know, a, a little more down to earth. You're probably right on that. I would have to go Rob Gronkowski, not at all because I'm a Patriots fan. Well, that's definitely part of it, but <laughs> I think he would just be like the bro of the party. You know, he's a party or animal party animal, like just certified. And uh, yeah, I just don't think you can lose if he's on your team. You know, he's going to win every single game. He's going to smash the table when he's done. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be very hype for sure. Uh, but similar to the road trip, I, I think I would mesh better with George Kittle. Okay, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. And last question, which running back would you want to take your lady shopping? So, you know, nothing, nothing, you know, ulterior motives here. Imagine you've seen the movie Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah, once. Okay. Oh, this, you remember? Is, this is a uh, what's a Travolta thing. Yeah, like when yeah. John Travolta as Vincent Vega took uh, Marcellus Wallace's wife out for a night of fun to yeah. you know a burger bar, and they went home. We can skip you know all the other dark stuff that happens. In that scene. <laughs> but, but yeah, you, you're tasked with just taking this lady on a nice night. Uh, they're going shopping. You know, it's on his tab. They can go wherever she wants. Uh, so that's the situation here. You have Marshawn Lynch, Kareem Hunt, or Derek Henry. Um, I mean, it's gotta be Marshawn. I really like Marshawn. I think Marshawn would be down to try new things. And, uh, my lady is, uh, of the vegan persuasion. So like, you know, if they were going out to eat, like he'd probably be like very excited to try some, you know, fake fried chicken, com you know, combination or something <laughs> like that. Um, plus it's like of those guys you mentioned, I love Derek Henry as a football player. I don't really know anything about his personality. Um, Kareem Hunt same situation uh plus there are other implications there and then uh yeah i mean i know marshawn i love marshawn i would probably see if he would take her to applebee's for the ambiance and the decor i know he, he doesn't know what he likes better uh but you know i i would love i would love that yeah have you seen right that answer. have you seen that applebee's ad no i have not <laughs> oh it's it's an, it's like when marshawn lynch was on the bills and he goes uh, into an Applebee's uh, and he's like, just talking about how he loves to go to the Applebee's after the game. And he's like, I don't know what I like better, the ambiance or the decor. Oh, yeah, I have seen that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it's probably neither, if we're being honest. He got paid yeah. to say that. Oh, absolutely. But he's well, good answer. Like, he delivers the hell out of that line. Um, yeah, Marshawn Lynch is also like the person I would most want to hear her like tell me stories about the night with, you know? true yeah he yeah. seems like a good a good guy to hang with so right but in answer. terms of like okay like what if they got into trouble and i needed someone to protect her on the street then my answer is derrick henry i would agree as well <laughs> marshawn lynch is close but yeah derrick henry's yeah. in his prime 
All right. Yeah, that's all I had. Wait, Hopefully what was, was your fun. answer to that one? Oh, it was Marshawn Lynch. Oh, for Marshawn sure. okay, Yeah. Okay. If nothing else, for then uh, for the interview of I'm just here not to get fined. Like I don't know his persona in that interview. Like he's he's the guy for sure. Well, that was a great segment. I uh, I hope that we can bring that back with more situations, and I hope you found that fantasy football relevant. Marshawn Lynch <laughs> probably available on most waiver wires. I would think so if he's even available in your league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they haven't. He's still a free agent. Uh, I think he's hang. I think he hung. No, up. Yeah. yeah, he hung it up. He's done. All, All right. right. <laughs> well, uh, full disclosure to the listening audience: this has been a chaotic week for me. I've had a lot going on, so I don't have a full start sit palette here. So I have, I have a couple sits and I have a stash. But uh, Dane's got a, a little bit more for us, so I'm going to mostly be feeding off what Dane has for us here and uh, providing the few the few names that I got. So who is your first start, Dane? All right. Uh, much. To my own chagrin last week, I told a man not to start this player over Jacoby Myers, but I think Michael Pittman Jr. is a great start this week. Indianapolis is playing the Houston Texans. Michael Pittman Jr. has eight targets in each of the last two weeks, and he's looking good on the field. He averages 90% snap share. He's on the field all the time and 10 targets a game. Um, So, yeah, he's probably a great start this week. Uh, Carson Wentz looked good, too, so I think I have a lot more confidence in starting him now than I did before. T.Y. Hilton is coming back soon, I think, but not yet. And yeah, Michael Pitt Jr. probably could start there. Okay, I like that. Uh, someone in our league just traded uh, Zach Moss for Michael Pittman, I believe, which I think was a, a pretty good move. Um, you know, but Zach Moss also, I think, has some upside. But I think, yeah, Pittman could be finally coming into the potential that we've uh, foreseen from him. Um, I guess I'll throw out one of the names I was thinking, and that is Javante Williams. I really feel okay. like this is the week for Javante <laughs> Williams. They're playing the Raiders, and I watched a lot of that Raiders-Bears game last, last week, and uh, the Bears were running all over the Raiders with the likes of Khalil Herbert, who like you know could be good, but he's like a sixth-round rookie, fifth-round rookie, something like that. Um, and Damian Williams, who you know was a kind of a journeyman running back. So I think that this could be the game where Javante Williams breaks a few more explosive runs that we've seen from him, uh, maybe gets in the end zone a little more. I know that Melvin Gordon's still there. All that's still going to factor in, but if they're watching the game last week, they're going to know that they can run on this team. And uh, I think, I think we're going to see that. That's a good answer. I like that. Um, My next one is Kadarius Tony, a quick fantasy Bible favorite. Uh, He is having limited practices this week with an injury, so you must monitor that situation. And if we have word that he's healthy and he's a go, I I think it's going to be a good recipe for success. Kenny Galladay did not practice this week. Um, The Rams will put up points. The Rams, who they're playing this week, the Rams are going to put up points on the Giants. And the Rams defense, I believe, is going to put pressure on the quarterback, whether that's Mike Lennon or Daniel Jones. He's going to force the ball out early. And Kadarius Toney's a guy I think they'll have in – in those situations, um, especially with Saquon Barkley out as well. So I, I think he'll at least get eight targets. Eight targets is probably what I would bet on. And uh, yeah, I think we he showed us enough that he can create after getting the ball. So if he makes one man miss at the two yards beyond the line of scrimmage, it could be a 20 yard play. And that that's the type of guy I'm willing to take a flyer on if you're if you have anyone on by this week or if you need a, a flex play or a wide receiver three. Okay, so I uh, wait. What was the player again? Sorry, Kadarius Tony. Okay, so Kadarius Tony. Yeah, sorry, I needed to vault 
everything back. Um, okay, so the Rams, because <laughs> I, I, I was going down pathways where you were talking about that, about like mm-hmm. why that's a good start. And the Rams defense is like not what we expected it to be. And the way I've heard it described is like, so Brandon Staley, obviously now with the Chargers, has a very like bend, don't break mentality like they're going to let you do all the little things underneath they're going to let you run the ball and then they're going to stop you in the end zone and uh that's why the rams had so so many little point totals last week and that's kind of how the chargers have played it as well and now they bring raheem morrison and they want to run the same system but like bringing raheem morris's philosophy into it and melding those things and it's turning into like a bend in break kind of defense it's just not (laughs) what it used what it was last year and we all know that like the volatility of defenses is, is greater than anything else in the league. Like I feel like, you know, the Panthers are a great defense now. It, it's crazy how quickly these things can change. So uh, yeah, I just think that like anyone that might be fearing the start, like the Rams defense, obviously you're going to start the Rams defense because they're playing Mike Glennon. Is it wait? is that, do we know that for sure yet? We do not know it for sure. Um, Daniel Jones is still in the concussion protocol. Uh, there's no clarity on that yet going forward. So I'd say it's maybe 50-50. Concussion po- protocol is finicky. You know, like he could be out two weeks. He could be out even three potentially, or he could be out five days, but he hasn't come back yet. It is Thursday as of recording. Um, yeah, so that's, I don't know. The odds are not great, but I think he has a good chance that he can pull it off. Well, here's the thing that me with absolutely no medical training has learned from concussions is how bad they look is not necessarily how bad they are. Like Jones got rocked. He looked, he looked mm. really rough on the field, but I've seen guys come back, like back from that in a week. And then guys be out from three weeks from like, you didn't even notice it in the game and it came out after the fact, you know? So, you know, don't lose hope here, but Glennon is a capable distributor of the ball. He's a veteran quarterback. If there are weaknesses in this Rams defense, he's going to read them. The giants are not going to be competitive in this game, but there's going to be a certain point when the Rams defense lets up Tony's the best chance they have of producing points. So I am all in on the Tony train. I'm starting Tony. Would you start Tony or Javante Williams this week? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Javante Williams has a good matchup with the Raiders. Um, so if we get word that Tony is healthy, I would go him just because his ceiling is, his I think, far, crazy. Yeah. far and above what Javante Williams is. Although I do think Javante Williams is the safer play, but sometimes you can't win your week with a safer play. So, you know, know the situation. If you're favored in your matchup, I'd probably lean Javante Williams. But if Kadarius Tony is healthy, he's the better play, in my opinion. Javante Williams, 10 points every every freaking week. It's 10 points. It's <laughs> so It's so annoying. And it's just like, Melvin Gordon is basically doing the same thing. All right. Uh, Who's next on your list? So I have Miles Gaskin. He had a monster week last week. And before that, he had two touches. So (laughs) I think my point here is if you're worried about chasing points and Gaskin could burn you, I wouldn't worry this week. Miami plays Jacksonville. They're playing in London. So, you know, that's a little strange to kind of project what will happen. in Another London game? Yeah, back-to-back. I was surprised, too, when I saw the 9.30 a.m. Eastern kickoff time. But uh, (laughs) – But yeah, I believe Miles Gaskin is a good play. Um, Tua is projected to be back, so the offense should be moving the ball a little bit better, especially against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are very vulnerable on defense. Um, I think he has a safe enough floor this week, Miles Gaskin, that I'd feel comfortable playing him. I don't think he's going to be a complete bust, and he does still have that upside that we saw with the pass catching work and touchdown opportunities on that offense. 
Yeah. I don't think you can like the, like I sat Yaskin last week and that's the lesson I learned is like, sometimes there's going to be weird situations like that, you know, like yeah. where, where someone scores point three points, but you got to look at what they've done. And Gaskin is the best running back on that team. I agree with everything you said. I also think um, James Robinson is very startable in this game. I think this Miami team is pretty bad. This defense is pretty bad. And yeah, I like James Robinson in this game as well. Absolutely. He was going to be on my list. And then I deleted his name because I believe anyone who has him. He's kind of an obvious start. Yeah. 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 But start with confidence. He could honestly be like start of the week candidate. If you want to go that route, put your name stamped on his because yeah, he's, he should have a great week, 15 to 20 touches upside for touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, My tight end. uh, Sorry, go ahead. I was just thinking this Jaguars team has not been bad for fantasy, you know, like, as as much as is going on there, they haven't been the worst fantasy team ever. Like Marvin Jones has been pretty good. James Robinson's pretty good. Okay, maybe that's just two names, but <laughs> it's better than I thought it was going to be when there was going to be like maybe no one relevant. Like maybe the Texans, it's like Brandon Cooks is literally the only startable player on the Texans, right? Yeah, kind of like the Jets where Corey Davis is the only startable player. Yeah, yeah. so see, the, the Jags have three pretty much if you count LaVisca Chenault. Yeah, I think you can start those guys as flexes this week. Uh, Marvin Jones has been a little inconsistent, and I'm not sure exactly why. I, I hope they get him in the game script this week, and he has a rebound game. He didn't have a great one last week, but uh, it's a situation like with Miles Gaskin. I, I sat him, and then he popped. And I think Marvin Jones is in a similar conversation this week. He, you know, didn't might have disappointed you last week, but unless you have someone, you know, of a higher caliber, I think you shouldn't shy away from him. I wouldn't start like a Van Jefferson over Marvin Jones this week. Something that was like really insightful to learn is that NFL offenses don't change during the season. There's not enough time. Like they, what they install over summer is what they run all year. And they, they, they're, they're able to tweak it. They're able to go into different parts of the playbook, but like they don't change their offenses. So that just is just kind of like a sign of the, like Trevor Lawrence likes, throwing to Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones has a prominent role in that offense. I, I don't like, I, I think he's going to have, it's the Jags offense. So there's going to be down weeks, but I, I don't know. I, I just think that uh, he's more likely to return to what he was doing than to drop off completely, you know? And then my start, my starting, or sorry, my tight end start was going to be Zach Ertz, but this episode will air after the Thursday night game. Zach Ertz figures to have a larger role with Goddard out. So since you're listening after that game, Dawson Knox, he's just my guy now. I think if you were able to get him, you're starting him every single week. He's like my start of the week this week. Uh, Buffalo plays Tennessee Titans, who you know are very susceptible to points all over the board for your team. And the Buffalo Bills are on fire. Dawson Knox really only needs two targets to have a good fantasy game. <laughs> like that's that, that's all I need to hear. He's just he's looking good. He can catch the ball like a like an athlete would uh, at the high point on in stride, even getting targeted 20 yards down the field. Those are routes that are very high valuable, uh, high value for your team. And Josh Allen is throwing in the football. That's always a good answer. Can I give you my top five tight ends to finish the year? Yeah. Kelsey, Andrews, um, Knox, Waller, Hawkinson. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Hawkinson has a couple bad weeks recently. Um, I'm not, I'm not abandoning ship there. He's nursing a knee injury and defenses are starting to key in on him being the 
top target there. But uh, I think just out of necessity, he will have the target. He'll be top five in targets in my mind for sure. Is there so, anyone you think I'm missing in that list? No, I don't. I mean, Gronk is missing another week, so that's putting him in jeopardy to reach that point. Um, yeah, like Gronk will be great when he comes back. I'm just talking like total points, you know. Yeah. Correct. Maybe even Dalton Schultz. He's, you know, he's like the tight end four or something on the year so far. He's he's doing it very well in Dallas, but I don't think he'll be as consistent as the year goes on. So, no, I think you have a pretty good top five there. I can't really yeah. complain. But the point is that I have Knox at like tight end three. Like, I don't see a situation where like, yes, it might be t- touchdown or bust, but they throw to him a lot in the end zone. So, and they're, they're in the end zone a lot. So, uh, yeah, it's more. Sorry about that. Uh, some unfortunate technical difficulties on my part. Forced restart for some updates on my computer. Happens at the worst of times. All right. So we were talking about Dawson Knox and his relevance over the course of the season. Uh, big buy for me, if you can get him from someone who's selling. Absolutely. Yeah. I just traded for him in my dynasty league, gave up a second rounder and a third rounder, I believe definitely worth it. I think, you know, going forward with Josh Allen on the bills, no brainer. I want that guy on my team. Absolutely. All right. Do you have any other uh, start sets to get to? Yeah. I wanted to mention one quarterback who should be available in almost all single quarterback leagues, Taylor Heineke quarterback of the Washington football team. He had a down week last week. He proved why he was a backup, but uh, they played the Kansas city chiefs this week. And you know, the Kansas city chiefs are two and three, same as the Washington football team. They are going to be playing angry. They're going to try to shut out the Washington football team to the best of their ability, but they do, (laughs) but they do not have the defense to pull that off. They're giving up one of the most points to opposing teams for fantasy in the league. Um, Taylor Heineke will be hard pressed to keep up in this game. And I think he's going to, he's going to have to throw for 300 yards if he wants a shot at winning the game. Um, You know, he does have Terry McLaurin there, phenomenal receiver. Uh, I think, I think he's a good start. If you're just desperate, maybe your, your league roster is two quarterbacks. They keep one on the bench. He should be available in every league. So he's somebody I might look to this week. He's not unlike Brian Fitzpatrick in his play style. Yeah. And the over-under for that game is, I think, 56 and a half points. One, uh, I think it is the highest this week. So, like I said, there are going to be points to go around. Even if he throws two touchdowns, 250 yards, that's a good streaming quarterback. That's what I expect. I'm all in on that. All right. I have a uh, defensive stash. You got, you have any other start sets? Um, I have sits. Ravens running backs. Uh, they combined... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they combined for 11 attempts last week and 24 yards. Uh, the Ravens are throwing the ball because they don't have the personnel to, you know, stick with that running game. And Lamar Jackson has looked great doing it. So forget what you know about their running game prowess, because uh, the only running back worth starting on that team is also the quarterback. Uh, they play Los Angeles Chargers this week. This could be game of the week, honestly. Baltimore playing the Chargers coming off. Chargers coming off just a ridiculously hot win, 47 to 42 against the Browns. They could be the team to beat this year, potentially. Uh, it, it's going to be electric, no pun you know, intended. I don't understand. Are you are you saying I disagree with the, the Ravens running game prowess take? Well, I mean, the running backs are not the identity of the team anymore. Like last year. Uh, yeah. But I think, I think they would be if Gus Edwards and JK Dobbins were healthy. I think it's just cause they have this weird committee situation going on. hundred percent. That's why yeah. I said, yeah, they're throwing the ball based on their personnel. Yeah, right. They, okay. Yeah. They were bitten by the injury bug and, you know, 
Um, Harbaugh is a smart coach. He built the offense to run around Lamar Jackson and they had good running backs at the time as well. And now he realizes he has to pivot and he's done a good job. Well, uh, Lamar's have... delivery. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, he's, <laughs> he had his best passing game of his career last week. So yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I wish that Tyson Williams was still a thing. Yeah, me too, man. I, I have him <laughs> in four or five leagues, and I dropped him in one league. I'm looking to drop him soon. Like, it just, uh, I'm so sad. He clearly has juice. I don't get why they just juice, don't make yeah. him the guy. It's crazy. They must They must see something in practice. There must be don't. like a, yeah, or like a, you know, a blitz pickup. Like, you know, he must be inconsistent in like doing the little things that matter or something like that. Or he sent a flirty tweet to Harbaugh's wife or something. I don't know. You know, that's no. probably it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, which, is running back is most likely <laughs> that would, that, that's a good one for next time <laughs> yeah uh, another sit is bears wide receivers Allen robinson nursing <laughs> Allen robinson nursing an injury hasn't looked good darnell mooney is okay but i just don't trust justin fields in this offense to produce for wide receivers this week they play green bay it's a divisional matchup it's probably one that's going to be a little grittier than normal i don't expect high point total from the chicago bears so you know, if I had Mooney or Allen Robinson, I would look to pivot. If I can, you might not have the luxury, but uh, yeah, nothing I'm excited about there. I want to shout out Siri. She heard me talking about Ravens running backs and she brought up Terrence West, famous oh Ravens running back of like what, two or three years ago, Terrence West. So good job, Apple. Good job. <laughs> uh Quarterback sit of the week is Derek Carr for me. I mean, this Raiders team is reeling off of the John. Green oh news. yeah, Derek Carr is going to be a mess this week, or he's going to, you know, fuel himself to, you know. But yeah, it's uh, Raiders are precarious. Yeah, I would agree. And Derek Carr is not one who has done well historically under pressure. And this week you have some extra intangible risk factors there with all the drama surrounding the organization. Their coach stepped down during Monday Night Football. It, you know, it's just something wow. unprecedented that a team can hopefully rally around going forward because they have a good roster. But I don't believe that given a week, they can just, you know, seamlessly move into the next game. They play the Broncos. They have a decent defense. You know, the Broncos defense is going to be, you know, scheming against this right now. They're going to put pressure on Derek Carr early. And if he breaks, he's going to have a terrible game. And I don't know if it's just like going to be the same, like the Raiders offense has been solid this year and Gruden mm -hmm. has had a lot to do with that. And obviously we're glad that he's gone, but from a fantasy perspective, I don't know if we can, expected to pick back up right where it left off. Although I want to say like historically, and this is the only like counterpoint that I have to this, I feel like there's a historic boost when a interim coach comes in. But the, the, the caveat to that is it's usually when there's like a really, really bad coach, mm -hmm. like, like Adam Gase gets fired or no, it was, uh, who was the, uh, Hugh Jackson gets fired and Greg Williams is the interim coach. And then like the Browns look like good in that next game, you know, because there's renewed energy coming out of the Hugh Jackson tenure. But I don't know what it's like when it's like this situation where it's a, you know, I, I can't, I don't, this is, is this the first time something like this has happened in the NFL? It's gotta be. At least so abruptly. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, just a weird situation. I would feel a little weary to start my Raiders this week. Um, and my, kind of light and fun sit at tight end Mo Ali Cox. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could start him, but he it's caught just a not... pass or maybe two passes in that two, game. Yeah. yeah. And, 
Yeah, uh, it's just not going to happen this year. The, my hot take, my super spicy habanero or ghost pepper take from preseason, Mo Cox being a top 12 tight end, that is not going to happen this year, unfortunately. Don't I start to, him. I forgot what all my hover, <laughs> like my takes were. I need to go go look at, look back and look at that and see if there's any, if any of them came true. Yeah, um, we should revisit that like at the halfway point and see where we're at. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. All right. Um, and that's all I got. All right. Well, the defensive stash I want to talk about, it was pretty obvious to me, but uh, the Patriots. Good one. Yeah. Uh, I forget who they're playing next week. I had it pulled up and then my computer crashed. Okay. So yeah, they're playing the Cowboys this week and then the Jets next week. So pretty, pretty obvious, pretty straightforward there. Um, this is where it gets harder to do these because bye weeks are starting. Yes. Yeah. Like I think the Jags are on by next week. And so it's like when one of the teams that you can stream against this is on by, it makes the pool of streaming defenses a lot thinner. Yeah. And my stash of the week for week seven is the chargers versus Detroit. Um, I don't think a lot of teams are holding them against the Baltimore Ravens this week. You should, right. just should not start them. Um, but they do play Detroit in week seven. You know, that's a pretty good matchup. One we choose to target whenever possible. Um, you mean the Rams? Oh, did I mistake? that well so the Rams the Rams are playing the Giants this week and the Lions next week oh my um (laughs) yeah well I've been exposed I must have clicked the (laughs) click the wrong week um yeah because I I remember looking at the Rams I was like oh no one's trapping the Rams because they're playing the Giants yeah the Chargers play the Chargers might still be a good hold oh yeah the Chargers play the Patriots next week so that's probably still that's fine. Solid. Yeah, that's still I, th- a solid I think one. that's fine. All right, we're back on track. Chargers, great stuff. And, and then if anybody dropped the Ravens against the Chargers this week, that is a, a good option to pick them up. They play the Cincinnati Bengals in Week Seven, so I think that's a matchup that they won't get blown out in. They're not going to. I don't know. The Bengals have been hot and cold, so I, I think they have points to exploit for a defense. The Bengals' offense is good, but it, I don't know how good it is against like a expert defensive coordinator situation like they got going on in the Ravens. Like they go open so wide and there's got, or, uh, you know, open set so much and there's gotta be a way to defeat that. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure the Ravens do. Yeah. And when you're looking to stream a defense, you're looking for like two sacks and, and an interception. And that's probably what we'll see in this game. So yeah. One to look for if they're available. All right. Do we have anything else to uh, discuss here on this lovely Thursday? Nope. We'll just remind the people we are live Sunday morning at 11.45 a.m. Eastern time on YouTube. It's been a lot of fun so far. I've got some great questions in the live chat. We will answer all of them. And uh, next week on our Tuesday episode, we'll, of course, do the week six recap, our winners and sinners like you've been accustomed to thus far. So, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And I want to say it's probably time that we get a guest back on. So expect a guest sometime next week. We don't know who, but there will be someone. And if you're listening and you're up to the challenge, hey, we're pretty nice guys, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. It could be fun. Send Just us a fun. Send Ryan us a H. I know you're out there, Ryan H. Yeah, we'd love to have you. Learn where I'm sorry we led you astray on uh, uh, Jacoby Myers. I hope he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you on Sunday. Peace. <laughs>